Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So today we're going to address a hot topic among our clients. It's called double dipping. <laughs> we'll, start, we'll start with a question from a business owner who suspects that certain remote employees may be working two jobs. Ooh. Yeah. Then we'll look at the same topic from the employee's side. Is it possible to work two jobs and still fulfill your commitments to the primary employer? Hmm. This is a hot topic. I hope more people will send questions like this to info at mycrazyoffice.co. So here's the question. I'm a business owner and I took my business completely remote at the beginning of the pandemic. We've remained a remote workforce and I have a strong staff, but I suspect that one or two of my employees might be working two jobs. In both cases, their productivity is down. But when I ask what's happening, they insist that they have committed to the company. Mm -hmm. In both cases, we sometimes have trouble reaching them and they claim that there are doctor's appointments or running errands. What do I do? Oh boy. Yeah, I think that this is accurate that, um, you know, while you're home, nobody really sees what you're doing. Maybe you want to breed dogs. (laughs) Or maybe you want to make some of the jewelry that you've always wanted to make and you just be beating during the day and then you, you know, put it up on Etsy. Uh, Maybe you did take a second part-time job and you do the two at the same time. Yeah. I think it's not that uncommon. Not everybody can do it, but honestly, if you're listening out there, are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to this person's point if you have someone who you suspect is doing it what do you do then yeah well what's interesting is the person asking the question is saying that their productivity is down which is how you can really you know that's how you manage someone your productivity is down here's your goals this is what i need to see right this is what you were capable of doing six months ago this is what i need to see you to come up to this level or beyond and that's when you say your goals are down your productivity is down these are your goals this is what i need to see yeah and either they'll understand they're going to have to do their second career at night yeah or hire someone to do it <laughs> because they could lose this job yeah and then you've got to judge them on that and then let them go if you have to. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that's tricky about this is if you are a business owner, if you've always just trusted that people will do the work that you, you know has been assigned, then you suddenly find yourself in a position where now you have to create some kind of accountability system, right. probably a number of systems yeah. that hold people more accountable, making them uh, you know, actually report their results or track their work time or, you know, explain why they have or have not met certain deadlines. You may have to run a tighter ship, really. Right. Right, Kathy? Well, I think that's true. And, you know, look, 
if people were productive at one point, you probably did loosen the reins and think, well, you know, I don't really care what hours they work in as long as they get their job done. Mm -hmm. But there, you know, there's only so many hours to do a job. And if you see that their productivity is down, it could be they're slacking or it could be they have other work. I don't know. But I think this is when metrics start to come in place. And we have to figure out what that is for every position. Yeah. Because you can't just leave people out on their own to to trust that they're going to do their job. Yes. So there has to be some form of measurement that you track people on. Unfortunately, this is where we are. I mean, we wrote this in going into our first book so long ago that yeah. this is going to be part of the future. Um, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and do you end up having some sort of policy? Do you set a policy about second jobs? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think even if you do, people can still hide it. Yeah. That's that's the problem with it, <clears throat> especially if it's their own little thing they're just doing. They might have done it prior also, but yet you saw them every day. They had to come to the office. They had to work all day. Right. So maybe they made a couple of deals, you know, maybe they did a little bit during lunch hour or when they can, but yeah. there were people watching them, not looking for trouble. There just were eyes on people. Yeah. And you know, without that, I don't know that you can totally cut it off. And look, if somebody, you know, is very resourceful and they have other things going on, it's not, doesn't have to be the end of this job if they reach their goals. Right. So it sounds like the bottom line is as a business owner, or if you're a manager, I know we know of a number of managers who are wondering about the productivity of their staff. Yeah. That the thing, it's not about saying you can't do a second job. It's more about saying we need to see more specifically why you are or are not meeting your, your goals. Yeah. So I think when a manager, when a manager gives somebody a project, they have to set deadlines. Yeah. And say, you know, if you need to move this deadline, I would have to hear a good reason why. Yeah. But I believe you can do this in in six hours or whatever it is, three, yeah. three days. Um, but everything has to be in a form of a metric at this point. And data, time, data, data. Yeah. And a, a time is a really good judge because some people take longer. Okay. So they can have a little bit more time, but yeah. not talking about months, you know, you might be talking about a couple of days. So I think it's really important that that is what is going to happen now. And for anyone who hadn't, who manages people and didn't think about this, it's time to think about it. Yeah. Well, we've worked with business owners who don't even give job descriptions. So I yeah. think is that notion of really becoming far more concrete, Yes. holding people accountable. Um, do you suggest like weekly check-ins, those kinds of things? There has to be. Yeah. I mean, management does not fall by the wayside. It has to be really pretty often, whether a department meets every morning for a couple of minutes or twice a week. I think meetings are critical, not wasteful meetings that are just boring, but really productive meetings that short and to the point but they, they're necessary. And, you know, the fact that people are going on doctor's appointments, maybe, maybe they are, maybe they're not. Um, yeah. Look, a lot of people didn't go to the doctor during the pandemic. So there may be some of that. Um, 
a certain amount is understandable, but doctors will meet early in the morning and some of them work on the weekends or late at night. So, you know, they should try to make those appointments so that they don't come into the middle of their day. Yeah. Uh, not always possible, but when there's an excessive amount, there's something else going on. So it sounds like also what you were saying is that the metrics need to be universal. You can't just say, okay, this one person is not performing. So now we're going to hold them accountable <laughs> with these specific right. metrics. It would be more like, I need to now within my company, create systems of measuring everyone's performance that we all adhere to. Mm -hmm. And also of having people check in, literally check in with each other so that there's more tracking going on. I, I agree. I think that's what has to come in now. Yeah. I mean, this is the way it's going to go. This is what we have to do. Yeah. So let's look at it from the other side. If you're working from home and you have more time because you don't have to commute, you do have more time. You don't have to get dressed up. Um, is it okay to take on other kinds of work? How do you make sure that your side job doesn't interfere with your primary job? Oh, I think it's human nature. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody, but entrepreneurial types, people mm -hmm. that have hobbies or they have other interests and, or they want to make extra money and they can now they're going to do it. Yeah. So you just have to make sure that your which is your primary job, you know, what is it? I mean, if at some point your hobby becomes your primary job and then it may be time to leave your job. Yeah. I think you have to know where your priorities are and make sure that you're giving your full commitment to the job that's supporting you. Yeah. I mean, I would say you actually, if you're doing this, you, it's more important than ever to structure your time. Yeah. Because um, if you, whatever your normal business hours are, if you continue to give your attention to that primary job during that time, then it actually affords you greater mobility in terms of pursuing these other things because you won't come up as a suspicious <laughs> performer. Right. <laughs> I also think from an integrity perspective, right, it would feel better. I, absolutely. I think yeah. there's, there's a big piece of that, that, you know, your, your boss is trusting you and they're letting you, the owner of the company and your boss, they're trusting you. So you do have a responsibility to be trustworthy. Um, and that doesn't mean that you can do something on the side, do it at your lunch hour, doing it before you go into your office real, you know, the office at home, yeah. you know, there are times you can put into your project. Um, but let's, let's make sure you understand what your primary job is. And that you do you, yeah, I was going to say, do you advise that? Let's say, let's say I am making jewelry on my off hours. Do you advise that you keep that very separate? So in other words, I don't sell to my coworkers what I'm making on my in my second. Well, I don't want to be strict because, you know, you might have made jewelry before and sold it to your coworkers. Right. And you did it on the weekends and you did it at nighttime and yeah. it worked just fine. So if you can do that, if you yeah. can manage for it, for your productivity to not go down during the day, you do both, yeah. then more power to you. Then it's a hobby. Yeah. It's something you only put X amount of hours a week into. It's not your job. 
but you make a couple of bucks and it brings you en enjoyment. That, I think there's a lot of people that have hobbies like that. Um, it's when you actually have two jobs. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I was, I, I, there's someone I work with who the CEO of their company was um, fired because it was discovered that he had taken two CEO positions, which I can't oh imagine how you would do that. But wow. <laughs> that's sort of the extreme version of this <laughs> but I don't think it's that extreme I think there well it is extreme but I think there's it's going on yeah because I don't think we have these metrics set up yet yeah so I would be careful for those of you that are doing it for it not to interfere with your primary job and for those of you managing you should be on the lookout for this yeah and maybe one of the things, if you wanted to be proactive as someone who's doing a side job is to make sure that you are meeting the metrics of your primary job, right. like figure out what those are and how much time it takes to actually do that. Yeah. You know, I don't think that this is such a new story. I mean, people have always had to take side gigs. They've always, many people have had two, three jobs. Right. And the only way that they can get through a particular period of their life lives. So it's not that unusual, but I think we have created an environment now working from home that is a little dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny. The emotional reaction I have when we work with either business owners or managers who suspect people are double dipping is just like, okay, well, that just doesn't seem right. That seems like you're taking advantage. I agree of your employer. So I guess my message would be, if you do plan to do something like that, to do it in a way that's, uh, you know, honest or true to your, your primary commitment. Yeah. That's the school teacher in me. <laughs> I think it's an ethical issue. Yeah. And do what's right. That's just who we are. Yeah. Well, that's it for this podcast. If you have any further comments or thoughts on this topic, tweet us at AskK2. And also please follow us on Instagram at MyCrazyOffice. And if you want to subscribe to our podcast, go to MyCrazyOffice on our website and hit the subscribe button. Finally, don't forget to send your questions and stories to info at MyCrazyOffice.co. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.